0: Pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. The 18-yard box is wall-free. This is my three subs podcast. A soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn.
1: The Premier League is hinting that they want to finish the season behind closed doors. Ooh. We'll open the book up on that one coming up. Also, Rio Ferdinand says this whole season shouldn't count in the first place. Oh, What's on. up with that? We'll have a group discussion on that. Plus, what else we got, Brody? Jose
2: Mourinho. He's um, trying to give back to the community, and, and it's a very sweet gesture, don't get me wrong. I I just don't know about it. Uh, we'll,
1: we'll have to talk to Peter Emerson about this, too. Instead of parking the bus and packing the defense, he's packing (laughs) meals. We'll have that. And as you mentioned, Peter Edmiston, the uh, sports radio talk host in Memphis, and also he's been a broadcaster for Memphis 901 FC, and he writes for The Athletic. will join us in just a few moments. This is My Three Subs.
0: We'll be back with today's kickoff from the Center Circle Studios. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey.
1: Hey, it's Tim. Just reminding you, this podcast is now powered by PodCave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Brody and I want all of our time going into making the podcast as entertaining and as interesting as possible for you. So that's why we ditched our old services, made the switch over to PodCave. This is the complete podcast management, combining all the tools we need to make the best shows we can to make them available on all the platforms you use and to always stay connected with you. PodCave provides unlimited audio storage, so all our episodes new and the old ones are always available whenever you want them. And our website, it's included and built into PodCave, so you always have a place to find us. It's that easy. Music and soundscapes we use on the show are professionally made and fully licensed by PodCave, so we don't worry about getting sued for using music without permission. And we know for sure that the artists who made it, well, they're getting paid, and that's always a great thing. We get email and text management tools to stay in touch with you, guest booking tools, episode planning tools. PodCave even includes customizable news feeds, so that we could stay on top of the latest headlines, we used to have to piecemeal all that stuff, and it took hours. Believe me, it took hours. It cost hundreds of dollars every month, and we had to have all these different accounts to really uh, get the podcast to you. Well, that's all changed with PodCave. It's all in one place, and it's all inclusive. You're going to scratch your head, and you may even have to scratch your ears when you hear this. It's all-inclusive for just $49 a month. That's right, $49 a month. PodCave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Save time and money with your first or next podcast. Don't be afraid. Give it a try. Use PodCave. That's PodCave.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-V-E, PodCave.com.
0: This is my three subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios.
1: Welcome to
2: the only half of my three subs, A Soccer Odyssey. We've got a huge, big special planned uh, tomorrow. Uh, That being said, I guess you could call this a preview, right, Tim?
1: Yeah, I think it's a preview, but we're not really going to tell you what we're (laughs) previewing, but it is a it is a preview. But we do have a great guest uh, with us today from Sports 56 WHBQ in Memphis and also part of the Memphis 901 FC broadcast team. You probably saw and heard him last year. We welcome aboard Peter Edmiston. Peter. yeah
3: hola amigos. How <laughs> are great. you guys?
1: Oh, we're doing well. I'm excited, and I'm sure you are too. Uh, me being a West Ham fan, and you a Newcastle fan, this is the longest, at least my team has been out of the relegation zone all season.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it hits a little close to home, Tim. Don't, let's not let's not, uh, let's not talk about that. Uh, I'm getting some excited uh, floating of a new takeover, the takeover number fifty-eight going for Newcastle right now. So uh, Allow me my little hope, please, and don't rain all over my parade.
1: Oh, geez. So, as a fan, a longtime fan, what have what what have been the gripes that you've had against the Mike Ashley okay. era? What are some things that have really set you off?
3: How many? I mean, how much time you got?
1: <laughs> <This> <laughs> it's a a <laughs> we, <laughs> the We got a lot of um, cloud space. Yeah, the
3: airing of grievances is uh, is going to be intense. I mean, the, the 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 number one thing for for fans. And, you know, Tim, when did you start getting into it? Brody, when are you guys like, when are your first like uh, Premier League type thing? When, when did you first start getting into it?
1: 15, maybe about 15, 17 years ago for okay. me.
3: All right. So, like early 2000s kind of thing?
1: Yeah. I was,
2: yeah. I was in high school. So. You know, the early 2000s, that's safe.
3: So, so yeah, so like at that point in time, early 2000s, and then, you know, I, I started becoming a Newcastle fan mid 90s. Um, and so we, we were among the very best teams at that point. So right. much different in, environment. The climate was different. The money was different. The investment, all that stuff was different. Um, but back in those days, you know, we were Champions League team pretty consistently, um, at least in the early 2000s, had some, high level players had ambition to actually try to win something. Right. Um, and didn't win, but got, got r- relatively close from time to time. And, uh, you know, 2003, 2004, when you, when you saw Chelsea, Roman Abramovich get, uh, by Chelsea, when you saw a few years later, you know, Sheik Mansour. well, I guess initially it was Shinawatra from, from Thailand by Man City, but then in them with, with Sheik Mansour later in the two thousands. Um, you know that changed the entire you know, playing field in terms of money, what the money situation was, what you had to have in order to compete, and uh, Newcastle couldn't compete and and sold to Mike Ashley in 2007. But it, there was a lot of promise about what he was going to do, but it turns out that what he really wanted to do was just to get and spend enough money to stay in the premier league, but not enough to actually uh, try to compete, uh, to milk that TV money, to milk that revenue, to milk that money that was coming in, right. but not actually spend enough to, to make it a legitimate run at it. And so you have these loyal fans, you know, that, that if you, you know, you talk to Tim Howard about it uh, and, and, tell, and ask him what it's like to play, you know, at St. James's park, I, you know, ask it's, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful club. And he has consistently uh, pushed away key managers, key players. Uh, has not spent. Uh, has uh, under underperformed in every way. We've had two relegations. I mean, we shouldn't be getting relegated. This right. is a, this is one of the biggest clubs in the country. So, um, you know, it's so much. And he's just taken away the ambition, all that joy and that ambition. That you, you we tried. You know, right. th- th- there's a famous banner that that was that was up. You know, we don't want to be a club that wins. We want to be a club that tries, and <laughs> that's that's really all all we we want right now.
2: Right, right. Do you think it's a problem with Moneyball as opposed to just playing the game, or you know, what does it boil down to? Obviously, it's a bottom moneyball line. Moneyball
3: like exploiting like uh, market inefficiency type thing. Or yeah, what you mean? So
2: you know the the. The thing is, like, we'll buy up a player because on paper they're fantastic and they should do well. Right. Um, but that's not translating, I guess, to the pitch in this in this instance. Or we're not putting the right people in place, say, in in, in the coaching staff or whoever is the manager or, any uh, you know, along those lines, like they're playing money ball, but they're not playing it wisely, I guess. Is that what it's boiling down to? That's
3: definitely part of it. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. I mean, I think that they had, they had a, you know, he has a provision in place for the most part. There's one or two exceptions, but for the most part, his provision is you don't buy anybody uh, under the age of 25 uh, because Mm. they want to be able to sell them on uh, in a few years to make sure that they retain their value. If you buy players that are 28, 29, 30, you know, there's not much resale value. Right. So that's part of it. Um, That limits what you can do. I mean, we've had some, you know, we've, we've, we've spent some money, but, you know, we've also had managers that, 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 um, tore teams apart for no good reason, like Alan Pardew. I'm sure, uh, Tim, you're very familiar with his work. Yes. Uh, he, uh, he's, you know, he, he, he had the spine of a really good team and, and, and ripped it apart with his ego and, and, and nonsense.
1: Um, you know, we, familiar with Glenn Roeder too, by the way,
3: Glenn Roeder, there you go. Another, uh, I, I, I try to forget about his time at Newcastle. I, I almost <laughs> can forget about his time at Newcastle. So
1: by the way, you've you have- some 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 good young players. I mean, Almorone has been good. Yeah. Andre Yedlin are a yeah. couple of the examples of some of the, the the good purchases. I mean,
3: I mean again, they bought they they spent forty million pounds. So, so what is it, 50 million, 60 million on uh, Joe Linton. Uh, who is not even a, a, a technically a number nine. He's not even really an out-and-out striker, and they played him as an out-and-out striker, and he hasn't scored goals, and they're like, why the hell is this guy not scoring goals? Well, he's not. That's not his. That's not how he played. That's right. not, at Hoffenheim, he wasn't an out-and-out striker. Why are you buying him to play that? Like, it's 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 silly. There are yeah. good players. Like, we've got Alan St. Maximan. He's a super fun player to watch, but again, you, you just don't see them. Steve Bruce is a disaster of a manager. I, I don't it, Yeah, you don't want to get me started on this. I'll, I'll go all, all night.
1: <laughs> Listen, I will break down West Ham in a nutshell to save time for Brody Scott it's it's the it's the the triumvirate of ownership there okay it's the two Davids and Karen Brady here's here's basically their fiscal policy and this is why West Ham even playing in the London Stadium is basically a disaster if they were to walk into Dollar Tree they would pay two dollars and 75 cents for every item (laughs) in the store
2: (laughs) is there tax (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, you've had some you've had some uh you've had some bad purchases as a team that's uh that's true i I can't i can't really argue that
1: i I can't determine whether or not andy carroll has been a good purchase or not how about you (laughs) oh for 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 either team for yeah for who Uh, that's (laughs) like um
3: yeah andy carroll was one that was one of the early sales uh that 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 that, you know irritated newcastle fans about when he sold to liverpool um you know (sighs) If he's healthy, yeah, but he's never healthy ever. (laughs) Like the guy's, he's just, he's never healthy. I don't know. I don't know. When is he ever going to play again?
2: Yeah. I I always have my suspicions with with those kind of, Injuries, as I air quote, you know, it's well, like, all right, yeah. are you hurt or is it pride or is there something else, uh, you know, underlying tone? He's made of
3: like paper mache. That's <laughs> the problem. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a very flimsy, very delicate, a delicate creature. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, and that's, and he was signed like, you know, we, we, we brought him back as like a token, like, hey, this guy's, uh, hey, look, he's from the Jordy, look at uh, everybody getting excited. And it's just, it's, it's such a, a, a nonsense PR situation. They, he said it's the point where no one believes. I mean, I know you know West Ham have the same kind of thing where the when when there's such a toxic ownership situation. Yeah, it it is. There is no getting away from that. Yeah, and I, I tell people all the time whether you're talking about uh, American sports, uh, whether you're talking about uh, you know international sports, whatever it may be. Uh, if you have a bad owner you are screwed, right? You can have a bad manager. You can have a bad coach. You can have bad players. You can work your way through that. You can get rid of managers. You can get rid of coaches. You can get rid of players. You could find some solution for that. You cannot get rid of ownership, right? Ownership can only get rid of itself. You can only, you can pressure them. You can try, you can force, you can send letters, you can pick it, you can do whatever, but you cannot force them to sell the team. And so until they do, and you can see the difference night and day, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you want to look at like a basketball, look at the Clippers when, you know, Donald Sterling owned them for 30 years, they were hot garbage. Right. And then they get a decent owner and now they're, you know, an extremely talented, good team. Right. Newcastle, where they are right now with the uh, amount of uh, people that, that, that care, they're still one of the most popular teams worldwide. They, they have a great potential. Somebody could come in there and, and, and do it right. and, And, and could see something really special crop up, but He's got to sell the team. And I, God knows whether he wants to or not. Who knows? I'll, I'll bring it stateside then
2: uh, with this question. Do you think that is the problem at Cincinnati with their MLS club? Hmm. Is it management or
1: is yeah. it just the it, it manager? Does, it,
3: it certainly seems to be management in part at the very least.
1: Yeah. If it's not the problem with the soccer team, it's definitely the problem with the football team. Well. <laughs> Cincinnati as a whole, I guess. city as a whole. I I, I would agree with that. Yes. Hey guys, I saw this article. Thanks to Brody, that Joe Prince Wright wrote for NBC sports headline report, premier league games to be played starting in July. And I just, I had to do a double take because this is the first I had seen this out of the blue. I, I would be thrilled at that, but Let's discuss the validity of this. It seems like they want to play all this behind closed doors in a 30-day period. Is that is that kind of what the takeaway is?
2: I mean, that was my takeaway. I, I spit out my coffee when I heard it in the morning, it was from a, a you know, I start my day with Google home. Uh, so free plug there. But um, when I heard it, I was like, excuse me, I, I need to do a little research on this. And yeah, from what I've read is that that's the bottom line here is they want to re- resume playing um, as quickly as possible, much like every other team. I mean, you can't point me in the direction of any, you know, player, Manager coach Whomever and they won't Say hey I don't want to play anymore You know what I mean like that that That's not going to happen everybody is a compa- uh, Competitor in that regard so I don't think it's up to the players I, I think it's up to the management saying Is this a smart move I don't, I don't know I think it's a very Lofty lofty goal
3: Well it, it, To me the, the logic of it it just doesn't add up. Like, number one, I don't think anyone needs to be putting any dates on anything right now. Right. There's no, no one has a clue when any of this is going to uh, be able to abate to the point where you can actually do things, even in a limited fashion. We just don't know. I mean, you know, it could be, we could be, uh, you know weeks away could be months away who knows uh, So putting any kind of a date on it and setting Any level of expectation to me is Irresponsible but on top of that The logistics of what they were putting Together and I saw you know, something on the order Of you're making it like a little mini world Cup you have little right. staging sites and You had like a round robin you have little groups Of teams that would play uh, each Other and you it was like 92 matches And you televise all of them and try To finish the season out as, as best You can Uh What happens when one, you you think about the logistics, you have to have, you know, hotels, you have to have sites, you have to have food, you have to have uh, all the transportation, lodging, all that stuff. You have, you know, squads of at least 25 players uh, each with all their training staff coaches etc um times for each hotel each uh, there's so many people yeah. that would all have to be quarantined it would all have to be monitored right if one person breaks that bubble the whole thing collapses and you go right back to where you were right what, what, yeah. how, how can you be sure it just doesn't it doesn't work
2: right right not to mention all the you know people it takes to put one of those on TV. You know there's oh, yeah. a, there's a whole yeah, set broadcast of broadcast people on mean, top of that yeah. absolutely yeah. So I mean you're talking literally for each match hundreds of people involved with something like that. Yeah, that you're right. One misstep, it's all it's all back to square
1: one. The artificial deadline thing, I think, is is the best point that Peter brought out of all of this, is that what they've done is they've set themselves up for a high risk of failure. Because anytime you set an artificial deadline, you're going to throw stress in there. You're going yeah. to now put yourself back into a corner where if you don't deliver, you look you look very, very foolish. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of skeptical on this. I'm also skeptical on this other um, a story about real Ferdinand who who came out and of course he's he's an outspoken pundit and and you a very sharp guy I, I, I mean I think mm-hmm. maybe out of all that old that whole bunch maybe Gary Neville might be the smartest I mean he's a he's got a big just bustling hotel business but you know out of all those older man United players you know real Ferdinand's no dummy either but, not to mention Aaron Neville right yeah. <laughs>
3: thank
1: you and right. Rob, Robbie Neville I
3: don't know much hey <laughs>
1: Let's not, let's not forget robbie neville too uh, what was it did he do say la Vie? something like that brody, brody has no clue what i'm talking about nope peter Mike.
3: but yes yes I, I
2: i have i have some familiarity yes that's I got, just the way it goes oh i do know that
1: song i do know that song. i got gray in the beard but not that gray uh, real ferdinand urging Liverpool fans to put public health first as he calls for the entire 2019-2020 season to be voided. Yeah, to be voided, <laughs> as if it didn't
2: happen. There's, never mind the man behind the. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, this, laughs> you know.
3: You didn't see any of it. It's like uh, the Tigers uh, vacating that uh, Final Four. Like I, I, yeah. I was. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I was there and I saw it, but uh, it no, it never weren't. happened. No, you you weren't yeah. there. It never happened. <laughs>
1: never <laughs> never mind that I absolutely hate Liverpool <laughs> right. this is in Rio's mind right. here's what he's saying never mind that I hate them with every fiber of my being but you guys should just really just forget about this season and we should just scrap the whole thing sure in this instance true or false real Ferdinand is acting like an idiot true <laughs> wait <laughs> false let, let me think about it true. <laughs> False.
2: How do you say false? Peter
3: false. (laughs) Number one, uh, he's being a good, he's being a good troll, which is great. So right out of the gate. We appreciate that. I mean, what, what are, Man- are are Manchester United and Liverpool fans supposed to start liking each other just because of a pandemic? Come on, get out of here. Well, what are, what, are we, what are we
1: doing here? At least play nice. Uh,
3: number one. So so great job. Number two, uh, you do have to figure this. So if you if you have a season, right. you just call it and like that's it or what we got to at least talk about how we figure this thing out. I, I don't think it's satisfactory especially for the teams that would be relegated yeah. to be like, yep, we called it right here. We're good. And that's, and that's it. So if you're not going to have it for the relegation, you can't even have it for the champions. Now, obviously Liverpool, because they're 5 million points ahead, right. Uh, should be fine either way, right. but she at least got to talk about it. So I, I'm, I'm okay with Rio uh, poking the, poking the, 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 the bird a little bit.
2: I, I understand that point, but okay, come on. You, you have 16 games left, right? somewhere in that ballpark. No,
1: no there's oh, no. there's there's nine or 10.
2: Okay, all right, even less. There's less matches 10 matches we'll say uh, to play out in this. Nobody's catching Liverpool at this point. Nobody. No, it's over. It's, it's over. Done. It's it's done. It's 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 not happening. As we saw in the pa- the Matches that we were playing um, I think the bottom of the bottom um, They ain't moving anywhere I'm sorry It's just not gonna happen There's no Cinderella story there um, So I, I, I think instead of relegating four Maybe you do two And and, and you just call it like that I, it, it, To not have anything at this point is is a waste what have we done all this for like oh, did it not happen i, I mean yeah are we going to go back to that no you can't say that
1: you have to you have to award something well let's look at the bottom of the table here 20th norwich at 21 points Come probably do done aston, aston villa they've looked awful but still they're one win away from being out of the bottom three mm-hmm. Bournemouth 18th 27 points Watford, 17th, 27 points. West Ham, 16th, 27 points. The difference in in goals. Yeah. Bournemouth at minus 18, Watford minus 17. That one goal difference keeps Watford up at this moment. Bournemouth would have to drop. Now... On the flip side, you say false, I say true, and I'm just taking him at his word. But I, I totally get uh, Peter. Peter's reading into this yeah. uh, the whole rivalry, and he's spot on with that. Yeah, all right? yeah. But if you if you scrap the whole season, I mean, where do you go? What do you do at this particular point? And do you not because a you're not rewarding excellence, but b you have a lot of teams that are assuming there's always a tomorrow. We're never guaranteed a tomorrow. You should always play like it's your last (laughs) match. Right. You know, however, with that being said, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to go ahead and promote the teams that should be promoted out of the championship. Sure. Maybe you do just the top two automatic qualifiers. That's what I'm saying. But you have, you have 22 teams next year and then you relegate five. Oh boy the next season and bring up three and then you even it back out to 20.
3: Well, here's the other thing that with, with regard to this, like, if you look at the bottom of the table in the Premier League right now, uh, you mentioned Aston Villa. Aston Villa—they've only played 28 matches. Everyone around them has played 29. You've got you've got uh, a game in hand. So it's it's not only unfair just in general, but they would have played one game fewer. That doesn't make any sense. Like, so are you can get relegated because your your schedule? Well, I mean, that doesn't that would be silly. If they win that match, all of a sudden it pushes uh, you know one of those teams down. Uh, potentially. So yeah, I think you, you got to find some solution to this. Now, you know what, what that solution is, this is totally unprecedented all the more reason why it's stupid for the premier league or anyone else to try to put some kind of artificial timeline on this because we've never had anything like this before. No league, no, no, no team. None of us period have dealt with the things that we're dealing with personally, professionally, and then, from a sports standpoint, no one's ever dealt with this stuff before. So why would you put a deadline on any of it? Uh, but but I think something to leave it as is. You you the Villa fans would be rightly furious to say we we, we played one fewer match. Well, well, that's not our fault. We that was just that was luck. If we won that match, we'd be 28 points, and those two teams that would be 27 points would push one step you know further down, and it would change the whole thing. So uh, you you got to at least. Uh, play it out or or have some kind of uh maybe average out the points per match and give that to them over 38 matches or you know something you got to do something we play they it out f- we played out via fifa
1: yeah you know football so- <laughs> manager football manager <laughs> well on. you know what be what might be manageable to peter's point is there are four clubs that have a match in hand. Just let those four clubs have their match in hand and then let God sort it out after that. (laughs) Whatever you have after 29 matches is what you have. I'm sure Watford would not be too thrilled with that because a, a win by Aston Villa would push them, you know, into the relegation zone. But again, if you can get to 29 and make it even, then you're only asking to have two matches played. Think about how much TV viewership you would have because Really that match with whomever Is it whoever whomever object Of the preposition whomever Aston Villa Plays it would basically be a death Match like a cage match yeah Well
2: I think that's What you're asking for right now with If if with anything that Gets played out is you're asking For just hey let's duke it Out you know and that's okay
1: we I think at this point anybody is Willing to go I'll watch it You know you know at this point, I think I would watch or uh, listen to anything soccer related, even if somebody just made up a match out of thin air. I, w- I would do that right now. Would you? Who would would you that? really do?
3: That's crazy.
2: Though. Yeah, that's-
1: I would. I would definitely. I think I would sit around for a couple of hours and do that. Absolutely. <laughs> anything new? I, w- I crave that right now. But you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is we we have all these theories and these ideas of what could take place, and really, not necessarily any of them are all that bad because we don't know if and when they're coming back. And right, you know, who who knows? Um, but yeah, credits are real for because he's got us talking about it. Well, I like, I
3: like, like I said, I like, I like messing with your rivals, first of all. That's great. I mean, I love that's, that's the way, that's, that's the whole point of this whole why, why would you do this if you weren't going to be, you know, kind of a jerk? Why would you, why would you do this if you weren't going to mess with people? Sure. That's, that's silly. You got to be, what's, what, what, the Buff City Mafia just coming like, you know blow a bunch of balloons and like uh you know wave a bunch of like hey we're happy to see you guys thanks for coming to the no you're you're supposed to be a troll that's the point of it <laughs> right
1: Peter Edmiston from Sports 56 WHBQ and from the Memphis 901 FC broadcast team joining us today on the podcast now is Sunderland considered a rival very much so yes very much so do they have a new season of their of their uh, documentary coming out or, or a third yes, season it ga- coming came
3: out last week, I believe um, tragic comic uh, from <laughs> my perspective, more comic than tragic, but um, it, it's uh they, they are, Oh boy, what a, you know, just when I think we've got it bad, I look at them and it's, it's, uh,
1: it's significantly worse. <laughs> it's the Titanic and, on grass. <laughs>
3: oh my God. It's uh what, what they have done, how they have just blown everything is uh, insane, but that is a, That is a white-hot rivalry, let me tell you. That is an extremely, uh, extremely real one. Middlesbrough also is kind of in that region, but not quite the same uh, level of intensity. But in general, the Northeast of England is uh, is a bit of a a, a sinkhole right now in terms of size. It used to be something pretty special, but uh, not at this moment, no.
1: Well, that takes us to our next Topic then on the uh uh podcast today, and uh, well, it would take us to the next, but I actually just was emailing Brody something and I lost my page. And (laughs) it it, let let me let me find what we oh, here we go. Yes, Jose Mourinho giving back to the community. This is a sweet story, is
2: it? Is it because we're not supposed to be doing any of this, like. Around the world, everybody is quarantined. It's, it, everybody is pretty much on a uh, stay where you are, stay at home provision. Right. And then Mourinho's out there and he's like, you know what? No, nah, I'm going to use this as a PR stunt. I'm going to go feed the feed the people who need it. Granted, it's it's a good
1: cause. I just maybe not right now, pal. Listen, I I heard about Mourinho when he was at Real Madrid, that their kit guy that had been at the stadium for a long time and, and had really never really ventured out of that part of Spain. He brought with him when they made their American tours, when he was managing Real Madrid, that that's just the kind of guy, uh, paid for his hotel. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying, I I think it's just (laughs) not well-placed right now. I think that Mar- this is a great story about Mourinho because if you give him three years, I think he could also destroy coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he could. He could certainly spend a lot of money.
3: uh, Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. He's gonna. It's gonna be very expensive. But you're right. He can take down even the biggest threats. I. Uh,
1: I. I think he would bicker with WHO. I think he. He could. He could probably send them into chaos. But in the meantime, uh, coronavirus would probably burn to the ground.
3: Well, he knows a lot about defending uh, against threats. True. Certainly, there's no doubt he could park the bus against coronavirus. Yeah. you're good to go. Just pack it in in the 18, man. Just hey, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> nine one zero formation, and you're, you're good to go.
1: Hey, and someone else who uh, who is good at uh, at staying safe right now and being very defensive in isolation, but not by his choice. We got to talk about Ronaldinho real quick too. Oh, still boy. in still in prison for falsifying a a passport for which he didn't even need to enter Paraguay yeah this is this is weird i
2: i don't understand why he got arrested in the first place but i mean i at this point tough <laughs> you know like you can't leave you can't do anything
3: I, I, it's this yeah. is such a weird like Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, man is is in is in prison like what yeah like, this is this is so bi- bizarre um you know i know and and like like many athletes who played in spain he's had some issues with uh with the tax folks
1: um ronaldo messi no exception yeah
3: i mean it, it's a, there's a, there's a weird uh I, I, there's a, there's a proclivity for their the authorities there to go after high-profile figures. It's a it's kind of a thing. Um, So I I don't really I don't I don't I don't know exactly why, but it's definitely a thing with them. But apparently, he didn't have a lot of money in his bank account at any point. Uh, He had all of this uh, this land that he had bought for various purposes, uh, whether it was rental properties or his own personal properties or whatever. But uh, when he when they froze his account and they combed through his finances, they found uh, like about Fifteen bucks in his bank account. Dang, which you know, this is we're on. This guy was making you know millions, millions, and for those that that I hope you watched. Like I, I love to watch him and Samuel Eto'o and Messi in Barcelona um, back in the mid two thousands. They were just sublime to why Ronaldinho is one of the most enjoyable players to why the hair flowing his the (laughs) the way he his He had just a, just a way of running that was so distinctive. Um, and, and like a lot of Brazilian players, my man loved to party. Yeah. uh, And get out there a little bit and uh, shake his tail feather a little bit, you know, and, uh, carnival and, and whatnot. Um, But man, uh, what a player to see them in prison and playing like, uh, you know, foot volleyball and stuff right now and trying not to get the coronavirus is, it's just, it's, 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 it's surreal, man.
1: Well, apparently he played in a tournament and the prize, I kid you not was a suckling pig. Ooh, nice. You ever had a suckling pig though? I mean, barbecue, man.
3: Yeah. Like, have you ever done the whole thing? Like, have you ever had like a Luau where they buried the pig and stuff? Yeah. Yeah that's the, that's where the action is right there that's eating baby that's that oh that's that's good stuff you know what in these times of isolation i I, I feel like I should bury a pig uh, maybe just you know, I can cook like that's a good way to go right that's a good way to feed yourself I did some you know I did some like uh uh wings and stuff last night which is good but like it, there's nothing like you know just digging a big hole in your backyard and you know putting a pig in there and and, and cooking it up that's 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 what it's all about right there
2: can you Make call boy oh. <laughs> yeah. do do you call the the city right now and ask if you can dig there i mean they're not going to send anybody out so is there any point i
3: think you're i think you just kind of roll with it at this point i think it's (laughs) it's basically you just go go do your thing man you want to get that pig in there gotta get in there quick now the question is where are you going to get that pig you gotta right hopefully you got got a little farm going but uh otherwise we gotta we, we all gotta get ingenious at this time we have to you know, Get creative. Use our own, use our resources. Yeah, you know, what we can, what can we do? <laughs> Grow our own food, uh, bury our own pigs. That's what it's all about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Peter Edmiston joining us on the podcast today. Hey, Peter, shameless plug here. Tell us about your daytime gig.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, mornings, uh, Sports Fifty Six, uh, seven to ten. Me and CJ Hurt uh, do our thing. Uh, Sports Fifty Six mornings. Uh, excited about that. Uh, looking forward to. Hopefully, when the season rolls back around, doing a lot of things with uh, with you and. Uh, J.J. And, uh, and and everybody and Pete Pranica and the whole the whole all of us that that work together uh, over at the Memphis Center N F C on the broadcast lots and lots of fun definitely miss uh, having that as part of uh, well miss everything really this is just one, another example of that I also write uh, for the Athletic I cover the Grizzlies uh, for the Athletic as well so if you are an N B A fan. Uh, You will read my stuff, although like everything else, uh, there's no NBA and there's no Grizzlies. So uh, uh, I'm writing about uh, other things, but uh, we're we're doing doing the best we can in these in these tough times. Sports people are doing the best we can, man. It's a it's a thin gruel right now.
2: It's fiending time right now. Not not feeding, fiending time.
3: Oh, Phil Bell, oh, big time. Yeah. You know, these people that are uh, you know, addicted to gambling, I feel the worst for them. I don't know what they, not only it's all cold turkey, man. They've got nothing to do. <laughs> what are they going to gamble on? We got to find things to gamble on. You know, Tim, it's, you're, you know, you're, 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 you've got the meteorology background. You know, people are gambling on the weather. You can go to, a, you yeah. can go to, I think it's weather.io or something like that. You can gamble on the weather. Yeah. Uh, so you might want to get in on that. That might be a good uh, opportunity for you.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I know of dozens of people who have gone into poverty betting on me <laughs> back in the old TV days. <laughs> Does that
3: count? I mean, can, can you, I mean, you, you got, you got a little, uh, little inside scoop. I mean, you should be able to, to, you know, get a feel for this weather thing more than most. I mean, come on, you should be able to do that.
1: You know, some days I was able to to cover, but a lot of days, even, you know, at, at minus five and a half, I still couldn't hit that high temperature, even mm. in July. when, even when you knew it was going to be 95. So, mm. you know, t- tough days, my brother, tough days, yeah, my brother. Day. Yes. Yes. But uh, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on uh, at Peter. Hey by the way, what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter handle?
3: Just my name at Peter Edmiston uh, E-D-M-I-S-T-O-N, just my name. Uh, it's hard enough to spell, but uh, I'm not you know, I'll keep it simple Tim.
1: All right. Well, very good. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I I can't wait till the season starts again. I would love to work with you on a soccer broadcast. We, yeah, we've worked on the same t- team, but we've never worked together. So, you know, you know, maybe one day dreams do come true. I hope
3: I hope that I hope that dream will come true someday, Tim. We'll think we'll cross our fingers on that. Maybe we can work with Brody, too. Yes.
1: Yeah, sooner than that later. Way. Sooner than later. Yes, we definitely <laughs> got to make that happen. All right. Uh, we'll be back to wrap things up here on my three subs. Or next on my
0: three subs, a soccer odyssey. This is my three subs, a soccer odyssey. And we have added time to the podcast.
1: And tomorrow, Wednesday, April the 1st, soccer returns to the United States. Yes. Uh, Sort of.
2: Sort of. Sort of. As we alluded to with Peter Emmiston,
1: it's kind of back. It's back for us. We just kind of flipped the coin to the breaks, Like, okay, do we spill the beans now or just, you know, <laughs> just put it on social media? It's like, let eh, spill the beans now. What the heck? You
2: know, we are we are less than a day away from, uh, yes, a return. We'll just say a return to soccer.
1: Yeah. yeah we're going to have a special presentation tomorrow, if you're listening to this to, on Tuesday. If you're listening to it on Wednesday, then today. Yeah. It, but it's out. So it's, when, it's, it's yeah. somewhere. Yeah. We, Wednesday, April 1st at nine oh one in the morning. We're going to have a match pitting two teams that have never played each other. Las Vegas Lights mm-hmm. coming to Memphis to face Memphis 901 FC. So Eric Winalda's team taking on Tim Mulqueen's team. Yep. One coach was a U.S. soccer legend, the other coach created Soccer legends, right. something has to give well unless there's a tie Well, uh, but, l- listen i I want this to happen now that we've we've done this,
2: okay, Tim, I want this match to happen so bad <laughs>
1: like, especially if it plays out like we like in our minds it did yeah, and, and just for the record, the events described in the presentation are one hundred percent fictional, however. Right. Our passion for the game and the llamas are one hundred percent real.
2: Now it, it, it's probable. See, that's the thing. This whole match is probable, and it could happen, but it just never did. You see? So, I mean, yeah, it's a simulated match. Um, I, I honestly, I find I found this more enjoyable than say playing it out on FIFA or, or one of those video games. You know, so
1: I I guess we need to spell it out. This is going to be a full. Radio style broadcast yeah. This is gonna be We're looking at at least an hour and a half to hour 45 presentation on this right? Oh yeah Yeah I mean so far
2: It's it's a full match I mean It goes a full 90 plus uh, Because there's added time Spoiler there's an added time uh, Segment to this um, and I'm not gonna give Anything away of what happens in the match Don't get me wrong but um, It's exciting like it, it Is wall to wall jam packed Everything that you want to see in a
1: soccer Match like played out in real time. It's exciting because there's going to be a pre match, a halftime show, a post game show, and uh, the sight of it in this fantasy match is going to be the brass door. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, shout out to Seamus. Um, times are hard for everybody. So, you know, uh, we talked to him and he was like, you know, if, if you guys do this, that's fine. Um, you guys can use, you know, use my pub, you know, your friend of the show kind of thing. And and so I, I think it, for everybody involved with this, which by the way, it's not just you and I doing this. Uh, Peter Edmondson, we just had him on the show. He's your color commentator. Um, we have uh, local news people jarvis greer
1: uh one uh, your um hang on let me send you the press release it's got a list of the oh yeah reporters
2: yeah here here here. no i'm pulling it up right now i got it okay um so yeah uh jj greer um you know your former color commentator who i say former he did the you know first match with you um Tyler Springs. Tyler Springs is also involved with this. John Varlas from the Daily Memphian. Uh, Corinne Kennedy uh, from uh, Commercial Appeal. Memphis Commercial Appeal is in this thing. Uh, Pete Pranica even shows up. and Pete uh, <laughs> Pranica, who does uh, Memphis Grizzlies TV. He also does Memphis 901 FC matches as well. So they, this was like... Uh, uh, oh, and Jeff Brightwell. We can't forget Jeff Brightwell.
1: involved and let's not forget system. JJ's dad, which, which I, I have a gut feeling whatever he's doing in this broadcast <laughs> is going to go off the rails and be awesome. It's great. Jarvis greatest. Greer from Channel 5.
2: It, the thing is, is like all these people, no matter who we talked to to put this together, it was like, yeah, I want to do this. I went in. This sounds fun, you know,
1: and it genuinely sounds like it was fun and we want to be perfectly clear this is this is going to be a huge presentation this is our gift to the leagues yeah the fans the clubs and it's just time that we all kind of get together and enjoy a football match. We right. just felt it was time to do it. Now we want to be perfectly clear that no advertising revenue right. was accepted for this presentation at all. No, there's no charge to the brass door. Any any other companies that you might hear or local businesses, we did this just because they're part of the big mid south soccer family. Plus, on top of that, we're also promoting. The food banks of Memphis, the right. Mid-South Food Bank, also in Las Vegas called Three Square, and also for Feeding America, because we think other people around the country will listen to this, Absolutely. and we want folks to be able to help no matter where they are. So if we can help in just some small way with our time, our resources, and Brody's talent and <laughs> Peter's talent, then by all means, we, we hope that we can at least bring a, a short time fun diversion to yeah. folks during this real difficult time.
2: I mean it's it's I I think it's really an easy listen Uh, if you've ever listened to a soccer match on on a radio station or or broadcast just in general um, it's going to feel very familiar to you because that's what you're getting so um, yeah this is it was fun it really was fun
1: and I'll just leave it at this Because we want folks to enjoy this, have a great time with this. The only thing that I will say about this match, it does not end in a nil-nil draw. No. I'm just leaving it at that. No. No. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we just stop right there.
2: I I think so. Uh, Shout out to all of our great sponsors and all of our great friends uh, who helped put this Uh, The the special on together That's going to be released uh, later If not uh, earlier today Whenever you listen to this but the bonus uh, Las Vegas Lights FC Versus Memphis 901 FC uh, Match Uh, shout out to everybody who helped Us put on that but also Put this podcast on on a regular basis So shout out to the Brass Door uh, Pod Cave and and All of our other friends And
1: one more time just to reset everything Wednesday April 1st At 901 in in the morning. It's Memphis 901 FC hosting Las Vegas Lights in what we consider would be a dream match. We would hope that it would eventually become a reality, yeah. but it's going to be a full radio-style broadcast Wednesday, April 1st, 9:01 in the morning at my3subspodcast.com. You can also catch it on of the other major podcast platforms. But I can tell you, if you go to our website, you'll be among the first to be able to to pick that up and yeah. listen to it. And we, and we sure hope that you enjoy it. We did this as a labor of love. And uh, during this time, we just hope everybody stays safe and get at least a couple of hours of fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. And wash your hands.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> before and after every podcast we'll see you tomorrow or whenever you listen to the uh podcast and we'll be back with our regular episodes as well uh next week thanks so much everybody
0: there's the whistle thank you for listening check out more my three subs podcast a soccer odyssey